right, let's welcome you back into the Real Kipper and Bourne show on our national hour. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. I'm Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, as we get ready for five games on tap in the National Hockey League, including Calgary at Washington. We'll welcome in Eric Francis in a moment. This hour is brought to you by Bet365. Uh, some big stories right now going around, guys. Um, and kudos to the Vancouver Canucks for back-to-back wins against yes. a team that everybody thought for sure was going to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And still may, but... Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one <laughs> of the But maybe not based at. on how everybody feels after watching two games. But just we got we to gotta start a little bit on uh, you know, Montreal Canadian fans out there and, and Kirby Doc. Uh, it was suspected he's out long-term now. JB News, Sammy, uh, that he's out with a torn ACL, MCL. Yeah, that's the fear, the early fear. The early fear. Yeah, which would require surgery, and that's trouble when you're a pretty thin team already. So big ask. And a guy that looked like maybe ready for a bit of a breakout season too. Doc, like yeah. big, strong he guy. Really well. Chicago, a top pick in Chicago. I don't know why they kind of gave up on him early, but uh, from what I was gathering, he was a guy that wanted the puck an awful lot. Yeah. And uh, had a presence out there. Well, and his lines typically by the numbers had looked better. Whoever played with yeah. him seemed to have more success. And so, yeah, that's tough when you're a young team trying to develop and you don't get that developmental year. That's a big loss. Bit of a, bit, he had to me a little bit of a, a Tage Thompson look to him that's the compliment and a half yeah just i know what you mean he's big big he's strong, talented yeah. toe drag kind of guy yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually want that on my tombstone <laughs> big tall toe, lanky toe, toe drag, drag kind of guy. guy yeah that's no golf mentions. no that's toe drag kind of guy that's the dream See, right i had there. that injury eh the MCL, MCL? A- acl mcl i also tore my mcl not awesome just the worst yeah that was a lost year. how was your rehab uh, I was really great. Uh, my team pushed me along a little quick. I came back and uh, tore it the first game back. Retore it. No, you did not. I did. <laughs> yeah, I played eleven games. My uh, what was the what was the uh, what was the time frame from your your first time to tearing it again? How so long? So it wasn't when, my ACL. It was my MCL. Is about a month. It was about four weeks. I tried to play. Okay, again. mine mine was five and a half months. Oh, I had you a tore everything. I, I tore everything. All the CLs. I had a complete <laughs> reconstruction of oh, I my didn't have ACL. Whoa. Yeah. And so did that affect shredded. you when you came back? Did that affect you when you came back in terms of like your I never felt stride after? I never felt uh, the same ever again. Oh, God. Just Habs fans just going, oh. I never felt the same <laughs> no, ever again. I did not. Really? I did not. Like, st- you still, when Mine you go still play, when you go when play Thursday mornings, you, yeah. you think about it? Actually. Uh, Do you pivot to, on it to, when you swing or is it the other one? Uh no, I pivot on my... <laughs> I thought he was going to stand up. I was just going to hope for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, listen, I, I still play pro hockey. This is at the beginning of my career, and there, there are some people telling me that you, you may be done, done. Jeez. So... What, did you fall into a wood chipper? What happened? Well, I mean, that was... In oh, the, I just... I shredded it. Yeah. Absolutely shredded it. That was a long time ago. So, We've come back... The technology's no, a long actually, way. Actually, the technology was brand new. It was a cadaver. <laughs> Oh, really? You got, yeah, got some dead, dead guys, guys? Dead guys, uh, yeah. I'm way too fascinated you know how by crazy? this. You want to know how crazy? So you got a haunted Do you know me? the guy? <laughs> no, no, this is, how, this is how crazy it was. Here, here's something that will never happen to today's athlete, okay? okay? 
is that I, I'm in a hospital bed and I got my parents who drove down because they heard, you know, I snapped my knee. And there's like the three of us and the doctor. And we haven't got a, we don't really have a clue what he's going to do. Right. He's just like, I'll fix you up. Don't worry about it. We're like, okay. I'm a little worried about it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So now they're about to put me under and he, and he picks up with his, you know, his instruments, tongs. And it's like, hey, take a look at your new knee. And I'm like, oh my, what my what now? Take a look at your new knee. Yeah. And it, to me, it looked like uh, he just went to the produce section and picked up a chicken breast. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, that's your new knee. And Did it was, they get the knee of an athlete? It was, it, it was, it was an Achilles tendon that he was now going to put right. into my knee. The, so the, the, so that, was my, new, oh, that was my new ligament. We have wow. officially entered spooky season. On <laughs> yeah. never, never did he once come up to me and say, hey, listen, there's this new procedure out there, yeah. and here are the odds, and here are the pros and cons. You're like, I'd like to get a second opinion and weigh no in on this. No second they're, or third opinion. just like, here it is, organic chicken breast from Costco. That was going pretty in. much it. So, you know, one of the fears oh years God. later I heard was that, that – uh, your your body could reject something foreign. Just there, there not were odds. Take it all. There were odds yeah. that sometimes your body does does reject it and uh, and it doesn't work. And I mean, listen, I, you I'm, scored sixty in junior. I don't think you scored sixty in the NHL. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Twenty four in the A with that chicken <laughs> oh, breast. You did? Okay, twenty four right. in the A and right. seventeen in the uh, right. in Hartford. Right. So one of, not horrible. One of the most on no, context sentences would never make any sense. I really, hope, in the a with that chicken breast. I really hope Kirby can figure it out without, you, the, without the chicken uh, breast. All right, yeah. But, okay, just one last note on my knee. Please, yes, please. Uh, I love every it. once in a while, an orthopedic surgeon will uh, look at both my knees and say that my reconstructed knee is tighter than my good knee. Really? All these years. You need and I did run a marathon breast. on it. Wow. Ten wow. years ago. Yeah. So, You're hard on your body bad. parts. Not bad. <laughs> so right. Taylor Hall is back in the lineup tonight for the for the uh, Blackhawks. And there That's was great. talk that he would have been out week to week, week to week, yeah, which usually week. means four to six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Awkward collision, but that's great because like you need Bedard to have someone to work with, and yeah, the guy so now, who's been there before. Yeah, and then when they sign Willie, according to Kipper, they can have him on the other on the other wing. What was that? What just happened at the end of our last Nothing. hour? I just said that. Uh, I can- when I when I look at that lineup, there's no one. But by, by this time next year, there's going to be such a demand to help Connor Bedard yes. that they, to me, would be an organization that would clearly overpay. Now I don't know. We're going to have Eric Francis come on in a a few minutes out of Calgary. We'll get his thoughts on Lindholm. And whether or not he's going to be around, but there's another guy. Yep. If I'm sh- Chicago, mm-hmm. I will hope like crazy he doesn't sign because that's those are the type of players I want around Connor Bedard. And I'm just looking at their cap friendly; like they have no players. They got cap space. Like for, for the, years. the next year, it's just like all they RFA's, no and players, UFA's. They only have Hall, Athanasiu. Ah, I can't say it. Uh, Donato. That's yeah, <laughs> Seth Jones and Connor Murphy. They got that's all that's under contract for twenty four twenty five. That's crazy. Yeah, so obviously Bedard is. A, it's a blank slate yeah. for yeah. Kyle Davidson and, and, and a million picks. They can do so much you, with you, that room. You, they're going to be. You can't take your time now with Connor Bedard there. You can't no. Well, you can, but you can't. I agree with you that you can't. Yeah, I think you yeah. need to start getting better tomorrow. You're not. You're not, you're not 
dumb about it. Right. But you're you don't want you 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 got to be able to sell talent with that talent. Can I ask a uh, flammable question here? Yes. About my my chicken? <laughs> no. Breast eight, knee. Eight, sorry, seven year contract. Nine point two million. Do you want Willie or Elias Lindholm? But get, I know people are like hey, you insane. Hey, of course, hey. Willie, right? Okay, like okay, I'll, I'll get to Lindholm too. Mm. But I love Lindholm. That's that ain't doing it for Willie. Buddy. Willie, no. g- get out of the nines with Willie. He's up, ten. Did you up, see up. that? Okay, nine. Did you, and did you see the, the the goal that he scored? I you know, from that. one side of his Hockey's skates to the other nicely. edge of his skates. That's legit. Beyond world class. There's ten guys on earth that do that. He's yeah. one of the guys. Okay, so he's ten. If, if he's if he's moving. To a place like Chicago or anywhere else outside of Toronto, mm. I, I think the number that by June and oh no, everybody's oh everybody's oh uh, okay. everybody. No, put a full visor on. No, put <laughs> a, put a cage on, Sammy. Okay, eleven. Oh, no way. That's a lot of number. You got to first of all, you overpay. The, the cap's going up. If it's one of those teams, and, not and, if it's And you Leafs. overpay. But is you it, overpay that time of year. For a player to leave another team, you overpay. What's what's Pasternak? 11 plus, 11 and a half, something like oh, yeah. that. He took that big discount, I forgot. Yeah, right? God, Kip's right. I hate when that happens. Yeah, it's 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 11. It's 11. <sighs> yeah, you, you got to get over it, boys. That's great, yeah. The Leafs, the Leafs finally had patience so, to listen. develop this guy. It's like, let's let him go Lind for nothing because of a number. Lindholm, awesome. it ain't. I, I don't think it's nine. I don't think it's really? nine, Calgary. Oh, my God. All right, well, let, let's yeah. talk to Eric. Let's uh, let's get his take on some of this. I'll let you do the intro. Is no. our senior columnist yes. on the air? Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't First love that pros. word, senior. Hey, I don't we, like senior, but whatever, yeah. Would, uh, all right, no senior then. Yeah, but the key is you're young looking, though. Oh, God bless you. Hey. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. How are things out West? Uh, You know what? I don't really know how to answer that. Like, they're one and one. You know, they haven't played very well. Markstrom has been good, but not good enough. Um, And nobody really knows what this team is. Uh, Ask the players. And they're like, well, we'll see. We don't really know what we are. We don't want to know what their style of play is going to be under the new coach. We don't know if they're a playoff team. We don't know if they're nowhere close. We don't know if they could challenge for the division later. So many, it's going to be a fascinating year because we're going to get a lot of answers in short order here. Can I, if if we went back, Eric, and especially you, because no one covered this, you know, as as close. At least you were right there with everybody else in terms of this whole dynamic with with Daryl and and looking back at it and saying, when when you first started hearing rumblings of dissension, did you ever envision? the major changes, i.e. coach, i.e. general manager, uh, quite like this? You know, there did come a point near the end of the year where it was clear to me that I think tree living was done. He'd had enough of this, of the situation. And uh, I'll go to my grave believing that if tree living doesn't fall on his sword and quit, then Daryl's still the coach of this team. I think it took... Uh, a tremendous sacrifice, if you want to put it that, for tree living, uh, for ownership to realize, oh, my God, we've got a, a much bigger issue than, than we thought. Like, our GM has told us how, how this situation is, but we, we didn't realize the extent of it. So when you talk about rumblings of discontent, uh, 
um, from the players. Hey, you guys know players don't like coaches. That's uh, for the history of hockey. There's players that hate their coach. This is different. This was on mass. It was openly discussed how uh, heavy the room was. And so anyway, not to go back to the whole that thing, but yeah, it was, it was, it, I give tremendous kudos to the ownership group for swallowing $8 million and realizing that um, for the, for the greater good of this organization, they had to move forward with a new coach. Um, it cost them their GM. Uh, the, the coach cost them their GM and was threatening to cost them a whole lot more in terms of a mass exodus from players. And we've already seen guys like Backlund sign and stay. He would never, never have stayed had Daryl stayed. So we're already seeing signs that at least they salvaged some, some things from that era. So it's interesting to hear you say that they're not, you're not really sure what they are, what they're going to be in terms of style. Like this Flames team seems one to me that kind of perennially has underachieved, right? I mean, they have talent up front, a very good decor, great goaltending in theory. You know, are things different in terms of the vibe and energy with a new coach? Is there, is there any signs that they, he can breathe life into me what looks like a pretty good roster? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, mission accomplished in terms of taking the heaviness out of the room, yeah. the, 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 you know, the whatever weighed on this whole entire organization was kind of lifted. And Huska is a breath of fresh air for the players, certainly for the media. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why this was, uh, it, it, it so far has done exactly what they'd hoped it would do, which is turn the whole thing on a dime. Now, does that translate into wins? We're going to find out. But I know the coach is respected. He's certainly a tremendous communicator. Um, I think the big question with Huska, and I think he knows the big question, is can he be tough enough on these guys? In this city, we've seen them go back and forth. I think their last six coaches, it's always been a dramatic turn from a guy who's too hard on the players like Bob Hartley, and then they go to someone who's too easy on the players like Glenn Gullitson. Then they go to someone who's like Bill Peters who's too hard on the players, and then to someone who's a little too easy, you know, like it just kept going back and forth. And here we are again with going from a guy who's a little too hard to a guy who we're going to find out if he's too easy. Um, you know, we'll find out. I, I'm optimistic that this is, this guy's smart enough to understand that he can't just be easy. He's got to be, uh, he's got to create a standard. And if players don't live up to it, he's got to be a hard ass. We're talking to Eric Francis, a youthful columnist <laughs> and analyst with sportsnet.ca. Uh, Eric, it doesn't, it's not a real secret here that uh, you get great goaltending, man, and it just changes your look beyond belief. And there were some issues going on in, in Calgary's net last year. You know, even Vancouver with a healthy Demko look a lot different here. Markstrom's bounce back in his ability to now be a, a 5 or $6 million looking goalie again. Uh, you know, I think he's looked good for the most part. I think it was a... A, a, a Kyle Connor goal I saw in the first game that had kind of a, uh, oh, yeah. a, a look to it that uh, a lot of the goals last year went in. Yep. How, how much faith is, is, is there in Calgary that this guy's back? Uh, he's going to have to earn that faith back from people, right? I mean, he went from being, what, second in Vesna Trophy voting two years ago to last year arguably the worst starter in the league, statistically and otherwise. So, uh, I think he let in nine first shots of the game last year. I mean, that's deadly. You guys know how bad that is. So yeah. he's been really good. This, this is the craziest part, and this is where I still don't have answers on this team. We're only two games in, but he's been their best player so far in their first two games. No question about it. Without him, there's no chance they win the first game. 
and the second game, they don't go into the third period leading one nothing without him being absolutely spectacular. However, at the end of the day, uh, I think his save percentage is 892. His goals against average is 356. Like, it's the you know, it just speaks, I think, to just how bad this team has been so far in the first two games defensively. They've got a whole new defensive structure. Uh, instead of going man to man, they're going they're going zone on their defensive coverage, which is a radical difference between what Daryl wanted and what uh, Ryan Huska wants. And I think there's going to be an adjustment period there. And that means it's an adjustment period for the goaltenders too. So Markstrom has to bounce back. I mean, it's absolutely crucial. If he doesn't, this team doesn't make the playoffs again. That's pretty easy statement to make. Dan Vladar is a capable backup. Didn't have the greatest year last year, but I think a lot of people think he's a starter in this league. And then, of course, you guys probably know the elephant in the room in this city is Dustin Wolf, the greatest goalie on the planet that's not in the <laughs> NHL. Uh, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, waiting in the wings right now for whenever this team decides it's finally time to trade Dan Vladar and, 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 and start moving on and giving Wolf that NHL chance. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but I think how this team plays in the first two or three months will dictate a lot in terms of how they proceed with their goaltending. Story, if Ilya Samsonov doesn't start playing better, Leafs fans will be clamoring for anyone you got out of Calgary pretty soon. So, um, you yep. know, we did discuss your title, senior NHL correspondent. It's not a senior Flames correspondent. So I want to ask you about another team uh, in your province. The Edmonton Oilers have started by giving up 3,000 goals in two games. What are your first impressions about uh, the rival team there in the Battle of Alberta? Oh, you must have hated that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, pe- yeah, people in Southern Alberta are just devastated. I'm sure. That. It's really sad and hard for people <laughs> to get over uh, while they're having their morning coffee. Um, it is uh, It's funny because I was talking to a number of scouts uh, about the Oilers. I just happened to be sitting there with three scouts the other day, and they all just said, without Ekholm, this team has no chance, no idea how to defend. This is just from the words of scouts, you know, and I put a lot of credit to what they have to say that, everybody's been worried about how this team defends forever. And it's not just the defensemen, it's the forwards. It's even guys like Dreisaitl and, and McDavid, and they've vowed to be better defensively and understand that to win championships, you've got to play uh, a 200-foot game. Uh, I haven't watched those games too, too closely. I'm too busy following these guys around. But I do know from the clips I've seen and the breakdowns that have led to a lot of those goals, it's pretty evident that they miss Ekholm tremendously. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and they're going to have to shore up that blue line in a big, big way. I'm not worried about the Oilers. I still think they'll win the division. I'm not think anyone, I don't think anyone north of, north of Red Deer is thinking that they're not going to, but that's going to be their bugaboo all year long. And it has been for years. So I don't think, I don't see any reason why anyone would think that all of a sudden over the summer that changed. If, if Calgary does find a way to get back into the playoffs here, uh, is it Seattle? Is it Vancouver? Who, who are they in a fight with to make the playoffs? Yeah, it, it's tough to look at it and say, okay, if, if the Flames do make the playoffs, who are they going to knock out? And I don't know. I'm sure I know there's still a number of people around the league that aren't convinced Seattle's as good as they were last year. But then you talk to other people and they'll say, oh, my God, they're sneaky good and they're so fast and uh, they're only going to get better and better as they grow as an organization. Um, I think the easy answer is to say that they're going to have to knock, you know, Seattle off. Um, so I do think it'll be a battle with Seattle and Vancouver. I think you nailed it. Those, those ones right there. Uh, but you know, who knows? It seems like Vegas, you know, has alternated one year. They're great. You know, they missed the playoffs, what, two years ago. Um, 
I'm not anticipating that to be the issue this year. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty evident that Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle, to me, are going to be the ones you know right at the bottom of this race. Not at the bottom, not the bottom of the division. Right. But the, you know, the guys fighting amongst each other for that final playoff spot. You know, usually for a team to go from one of those cusp teams to getting in, it takes some good goaltending, which you mentioned is a bit of a question mark, but also some surprisingly positive players. There is some new names there in Calgary. Um, you know, Matt Coronado's got his start with them. I know Walker Dewar's played some games, but a young guy too. You know, what are the odds that those guys are able to contribute something meaningful and, and just rookies in general at the Flames this year? I, I think they're significant. You know, they, they did leave room open for, for young guys to make this roster, and not many guys really kind of stepped up and took on that challenge and, and were successful. So they had to go to the waiver wire to get A.J. Greer. But Walker Dewar is a, you know, a fourth liner who's going to be on the third line soon. This guy is a real popular player in Calgary, one of their fastest skaters, and, and he does it all. And, 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 and Matt Coronado, there, there's the name, you know, if you're, if you were doing a pool, if, if people listening were doing pools last week, I hope they considered grabbing this guy or did grab him. Uh, there's a 20 to 25 goal scorer either this year or next. Um, he's, a, he got one the other night for his first NHL goal. He's got a world-class release. His, his teammates will say that he's got one of the better shots in the league already. They think, uh, of course, they're going to pump his tires, but he really does have a world-class release. And I encourage you to watch him on the power plays already on their first power play unit. Uh, Matt Coronado will be the story of the season for the Calgary Flames if they're going to make the playoffs. Cause I think they need this young guy to step up. And I think every sign we've seen, I think he finished like fourth in preseason scoring. I know that means nothing, but it just speaks to the fact that he's pretty comfortable already. And uh, you know, they're going to keep him on that. You know, they're going to give him prominent ice time and power play time. And I think he's, he's going to fill the net uh, plenty this year. Eric, one more before we let you go, and that uh, is to pick up on our conversation just prior to going uh, and grabbing you, and that's Lindholm and Nylander, two of the biggest names that seem to be heading towards UFA. A lot can change. I know there's a lot of people that believe that Lindholm uh, isn't going anywhere, but the thought that uh, Bedard at times probably has felt uh, as early as in his career that he's a man on an island right now and he could use some of that talent. Is there any world that you envision uh, Lindholm leaving Calgary and maybe signing with a team like Chicago? Well, I can't imagine a superstar ever leaving Calgary. That, that hasn't happened in, <laughs> in almost a full year. <laughs> but I, I absolutely could see uh, Lindholm leaving. I think it's a coin flip uh, as to whether or not he stays in Calgary. And I think so much will depend on how this team starts this year. If, if they have a good start you know, by Christmas and he, he's feeling good and he's saying, you know what, this is home and I want to stay here and spend the next eight years here sign but I think if, if, if they don't get off to a good start and this team's really struggling like they did last year even under a new coach uh, I think there's a very good chance that he finally says to him look this is not going to happen uh, so do what you got to do I think the number I, I, I just caught the tail end of you guys talking about it and I think with Lindholm I think on the open market there's no doubt in my mind he's in the nines he's getting nine and a half somewhere on the open market when a couple of teams are battling for him I think if he signs with the Calgary Flames and gets that extra eighth year, I don't think it can start with a nine. At least I know that that's what I, I do believe that that's what management thinks. Uh, there's no way they can go up to nine for this guy. It's got to be somewhere in the eight, eight and a half range. Now, Shifley signing the other day, 
uh, I think helped the Flames cause because he took a, you know, he took a nice deal, I think for the, for the Jets obviously a nice deal for him too. But, uh, you know, seeing more and more guys staying with their teams, taking the money, taking the long-term uh, money and, and just realizing there's no sense in chasing greener pastures because they're not always greener. Ask Johnny Gaudreau if he thinks it was a good idea to leave Calgary. I, I bet if you gave him some truth serum, he'd tell you that he probably shouldn't have left Calgary. But either way, Lindholm in Calgary, 50-50 proposition. They need a good start, and he'll be a big part of that. Great stuff, Eric. Really appreciate your time, man. Have a, have a great game tonight, okay? Cheers, boys. I appreciate the encouragement on the youth. Uh, yeah, the youth you're program. welcome. It's really nice. Thanks, Thanks Eric. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Eric Francis. Johnny Gaudreau just hanging out in Columbus losing the hockey games, huh? Way to go. Anyway. Yeah. Very rich. Bigger bigger picture there because it's just not you. There's family and yeah. lots to consider. Sure. So, I'm, I don't know. I, Linda, like watching Shifley get mm-hmm. out of the gate like yeah. he has too. It's not Austin Matthews' six goals, sure but been good. he's been really good yeah. and really edgy. I loved him going after uh, Kachuk. When uh, Florida came into town, he looked like me fighting. Doesn't yeah? No, I'm with you. It's you got to do it. It's really great. Matters. Nope. Just that 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 show the willingness. That's hundred percent it. Fire in the That's belly. My coach always said, yeah. right? Just pretend you're willing. <laughs> yeah, now, just do it. If I asked you real quickly, Shifley or Lindholm, who do you want? Oh, Lindholm. 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 Lock. Lindholm. Okay. Yeah. So that means then you're up an extra mil for sure. Yeah, Shifley is eight and a half. Is there a Winnipeg tax, you know, to stay in, in Winnipeg? I'm just asking. I don't know. Sometimes some people think there may be. Is Calgary exempt from that? I don't know. I can see you're not. I don't think yeah, you're I getting. Think, I, I think it's better taxes there than um, a lot of other places in Canada, I think. I don't even mean actual taxes. I mean, just oh, like you to meant, stay okay, I'm in talking Winnipeg. Stay in the birthplace of winter. Too. Yeah, just because right? it's really cold. Birthplace of winter. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> yeah. the, the, tax, the tax thing's a big yeah. Deal for the players. Yeah. That's why Tampa's been cheating for 10 years. Right. No, Lindholm, I can uh, see him Ryan O'Reilly having a lot of value yeah. to someone Signs else. Signs the same deal in Toronto, or he can make an extra five, 600000 in Nashville Yeah, with the same contract. It's a big and no, deal. And, and nobody knows who he is there. So, yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think for Lindholm, it's like, does he believe in the Flames in their direction or not? You know, I, one thing that I think that people don't maybe consider as much, but it would matter to me is like, they're going to get a new building in Calgary, but they don't get it for three years. I don't want to play in an old building. You don't get 15 year NHL career, 10 year NHL career. Nobody would play in Arizona if that was the case. Well, but look who Arizona gets for free agents. No one chooses Arizona unless they're like, okay, I'll take a one year deal. So you can trade me at the deadline to a team, you know, like it's different. People don't sign eight year deals there often. Clayton Keller. Anyway, I well, he likes wouldn't. golf a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's it's a different, scratch. different he's a sort scratch. of commitment. All right, Tammy, what do you have for us? All right, it's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary to bet at 365. Uh, must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Play responsibly. A uh, couple things for you today. I was looking at the favorites to win the Stanley Cup because I just I look at that every day. Do you know who it is? Gotta be Vegas. Vegas. They've they they've looked really big. Oh, and is it good. the Leafers? Tis the Leafs. The Leafs are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, seven and a half to one. I I just think that's crazy. 
You can get you can get Vegas at ten to one. They're protecting themselves against everyone in Ontario making that bet. Basically, I I don't want to know. Have they been Have they been watching them defend? Nope. (laughs) I mean, great. Like if if Sheldon gets them to tighten it up, yeah. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. But there's so many things that you have not liked from the beginning of training camp, and one of them is defensively for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't get these people picking the Leafs to be a favorite. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. The, the Leafs have given up. It's more public. I think it's more about the public teams. Like, yeah. in, you know, it's like the Packers are like Is it the just Dallas Cowboys. Toronto attracts the most eyeballs. It's strictly about the eyeballs. It is the book protecting themselves against but a I, gigantic I tr- loss I tr- if it ever happened. I truly cannot imagine knowing any of my diehard Leaf fan buddies. If one of them said they bet on the Leafs, you'd ever, be like, what? in a million years, betting a cent on the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the cup. Like, they all hate the Leafs way too much for that. Yeah. Like, it's funny how the most diehard Leafs fans just can't stand can't them. Can't stand them. But still watch every night. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at one. <laughs> <laughs> Make uh, them long shots and everybody will bet them. Yeah, oh, but yeah. then when they win, they go broke. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, okay. Is that the way it works? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was looking, you mentioned earlier about a, the odds of a Matthews hat trick. Yeah. It's 14 to one tonight for three goals or more for uh, Matthews to score another hat trick. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They, that's like saying they, they kind of think it might happen. Yeah. Like they, it's not for someone to get three straight hat tricks is a truly absurd thing. And oh, it's for never it to be, been done before. No, never. It, for it to only be 14 to one is insane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The only people to ever start the season with back-to-back hat tricks, it was him. Ovechkin in 2017-18, and then a, you got it? See, I, I have a bunch of guys from 100 years ago. Uh, it is Cy Danini? Definitely not. Denny? Dennehy. Dennehy, Joe Malone, and Reg Noble. Ah, Reg. Love See, Reg's I, I think, game. Aggressive player. I think Reg, they're yeah. clueless on the Leafs being the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, but actually they're smart now because they – there is a possibility he could score three tonight against this Chicago Blackhawk team. Oh, there's a possibility for sure. I just like in what game would you ever bet the under for the Leafs right now? Never. They just give up a ton. They create a ton. And last one quickly before we go, uh, a parlay of Matthews and Bedard both to score tonight. It's plus three seventy five. Austin Matthews is so good at hockey that he is a. It's like minus money. You have to you know, put juice for him to score a goal. Like that's how that's how good he is at hockey. Bet ten bucks, and if he scores, you win five. Yes. Yeah, it's on him to score. That's how likely it is. Yeah. There you go. There's my, uh, that, that was right, we're going to take oh. a quick break. Uh, I, oh, he's sh- got to do the, uh, let him read. Yeah, the, I, I I the, yeah. He's got to do the thing. I, well, right? I almost did the playoff one, but I'll do this one. That was game time presented by bet three, six, five, visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary to bet at three, six, five must be 19 plus Ontario only play responsible. God, you're getting so good at that. Bro, what a, he's a pro. Well, I mean, I'm doing it every day. I should hope <laughs> like I've been butchering it for a week. I should probably get good at it. Actually, yeah. a lot longer if you consider when we started our show a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just kidding, Sammy. You're that, awesome, buddy. buddy. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll just pick up a little bit on the Edmonton Oilers and Vancouver because that's their best start, what, in seven years to go 2-0 and in regulation. Wow. That's pretty impressive against the Edmonton Oilers despite their deficiencies yep. defending. So that more, and we still got to get into Sammy what your issue is with Connor Bedard and number 98. That still to come on The Real Kipper and Borneo.
big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkin Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Born Show. Pick up where we left off. Uh, I, I got to give some love to the Vancouver Canucks because yeah. there's just a team that everybody just said was going to be a, a throwaway year. But And I'm not to suggest that they're going to make the playoffs now, but uh, it's clear the Rick Tockett effect of just a little simpler, tougher along the walls, uh, Doing some little things right has had a good effect on them to get out of the gate here because that uh, that's not an accident uh, winning two games. No, I don't think so either. I've always been a huge believer that the Canucks are kind of a high ceiling, low floor team. Like, you know, we joked uh, you're mouthing to me before during our interview with Eric Francis. He's like, some people are not cracking believers. And you're like, you, and that's me. <laughs> and part of the reason is you look at what Vegas did. They said, we got all these sort of great third-line guys, but we need elite talent to put us over the top. And they went and got everyone, Petrangelo and Eichel and uh, Mark Stone. Yeah, That's why I'm not a Seattle believer. I think they got a lot of great players, and they can beat teams every night, make the playoffs, not a cup team. The Canucks are the opposite of that, where Elias Pettersson is a Selkian heart candidate, and Quinn Hughes is a Norris-type candidate, and Demko is a, Demko is a Vesna-type candidate. They have such high-ceiling guys so you feel like if everything goes well at the same time, you know, JT Miller's really good and they get a lot out of Kuzmenko again, like they can be a good team. Yeah. I, Besser. I, I think defensively when you got Demko playing at a high level and just these meat and potato guys like Ian Cole, yeah. right? Big, big gets out. Of, it gets in people's way. Steady. steady not going to excite anybody, but. Even Susie, Susie they got, he's not. Susie's yeah. going to play here next game. Yeah. And they trade for Hronik last year. Hronik, yeah, like Hronik yeah. he's come in and played big and looks like he competes. I don't know where they got this Sam Lafferty kid, but and, what a player he is. Okay, that's quick that, minutes, that, scores a goal. That, that's a sleepy move, picking him up. Good I mean, player. Yeah, he flew into the goalie after he scored. Like, he was going so fast. Speed's, that he, speed's been an issue for them. Yeah, but I think you can make the argument Quinn Hughes is one of the most underrated guys in the league. Like, I feel when they talk about the top defensemen, you always think of McCarr. You always think of, I yeah. guess, Fox in in uh, New York. But, like, I don't know. To me, he is really, whenever I watch him, he jumps off the ice to me. Imagine how good he would be when they finally find somebody that locks in every night with him. Because now it's just going to be by committee, and some some days it's going to uh, change. But that's that's what they're looking for right now is someone to play with. Quinn Hughes. And seeing if that Hironic can be it, you know, who knows. But Quinn Hughes, interesting you mentioned that. He led the NHL last year among D in ozone possession. He had the puck more than any D-man. You know, Kale McCarr, Fox, whoever. Quinn Hughes has the puck over a minute per game in the ozone, which is insane for a defenseman. He's unique. How proud are their parents? Hughes parents. Oh my God! How rich, I'm sorry, they, say how rich they were. Well, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just like <laughs> oh, every yeah, night. Very proud. Every night, you're like Jack is lighting it up. Yeah. He looks so good. 
They got Luke coming up. Quinn's one of the best players in yeah. the league defensively. It's three un- like studs, studs, yeah. like core guys. Going to be the the core of America's next Front Olympic line guy. team, the next Sutter family. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it, it is. They're going to have to find a way to still make that move. I think to find eventually a a guy to play with Quinn Hughes, Connor Garland's Garland's a guy that we keep hearing names uh, bandered about, including his. There's just seems to be too many of those type of guys. I like Garland. He's competitive, yeah. right? Like I know, but he, he's another small guy making yeah. five million bucks or whatever. But and they want to trade him. Yeah, you know, uh, competitive. JT Miller's got Brock Besser, but Pavillier's uh, a guy who can skate. You know, they've they've gotten faster. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I don't know how much I okay. believe. I believe that they're a so chase the wild card. Where, where's um, the, the scale of 1 to 10 on concerns, deep concerns oh. for Edmonton Oilers back end? Yeah. Or, or maybe it's not, maybe it's unfair to say back end, but maybe it's more fair to say just playing defense or defensive responsibilities 2-2 I think Connor just scored a goal early in the second Mm -hmm. and they go on this rush Saturday night with Darnell Nurse giving it the beaver tap did you see that one yeah yeah and then 2-1-0 the other way yeah when there's a 2-1-0 usually like a guy blows a wheel or it's like the puck skips on someone that was just like the puck came around the boards and it was a 2-1-0 breakaway yeah it was bad. You know, I will say for the Oilers, they uh, have given up the most goals per game, right? They've given up six goals a game on average in, in two games. But they've given up the second fewest shots. Like, they're only giving up 21, 22 shots. Even All right, so you're, bl- you're blaming the goalies? I am blaming the goalies, yes. Oh. No, not, listen, <laughs> hang it on them. Oh, they've been Even terrible. Even a 2-0. Everyone's going to say, I can't blame the goalie in a 2-0. You I don't know. He got a shot out on the ice through his legs, didn't he? wasn't exactly... You know, tic-tac-toe. It'd be nice to get a save there. Sure. Argue that, but... Mix one in for um, us, boys. I'm just thinking that if if the five of you are that brain dead, yeah. then what, what else What else is guy. going on? What else is, like... Come on. Yeah. It's just... I know they're going to be okay. I think it's quite funny, though, that 10 people here picked them to win the cup. And I'm looking at the standings, and they are 32nd. Yeah. Like I mean, minus eight gold differential. Still, it's yet. funny yes. to me to look this at the standings. Yeah. And have to be such a 30 critical second. year. Critical. And it's critical for Dreisaitl, who would be eligible to sign a contract July 1st. He still looks pretty good. Ah, he's, but I if, love if, watching him play. If, if they go out early again next year or next spring, mm. like, what are you signing? Do you, I don't know, a $14 million, eight-year, you know, eight-by-14-million-dollar contract and staying, trying to win cups with Connor McDavid. They, they, they've got a lot of uh, the mirror thing going with the Leafs. Oh, where it's a, a just, whole bunch. It's just the cap is killing them. Yeah. The cap has hurt the Leafs. And I don't know. I don't see an automatic. If they, if they, if they lose early again this year i don't see it a lock just to sign leon at your 14 or 15 yeah. and think everything's going to be okay you know what also mirrors the leafs is like they acquired jake muzzin this one big bearded defenseman you know who can kind of take care of things physically break the puck out and when muzzin would get hurt in playoffs it devastated them Eckholm, not in the lineup for edmonton devastates them right now uh, I tweeted earlier today that if your team has a 
time on ice guy who's just okay and it's in, you know you're in the top 20 in time on ice you're in I, trouble i love this i love this angle and and so my examples were matheson falk uh sanheim those guys are top 10 in time on ice that means their teams aren't good the top time on ice guy for the oilers is um who's the uh, bouchard bouchard's playing 25 minutes a night for them in the absence of uh of ekholm it doesn't work you can't have bouchard playing 25 a night for you they need ekholm so bad so quick after acquiring him that, yeah, the rest of the D needs some work. Yeah. That's something they're going to have to plug at some point this year. And between Kulak and Cody Cece, they, they need they need somebody else that can lock in. They need someone else. Those bigger minutes. Yeah. And so any D-man that's available, we know the Le- – God, being a defenseman right now, they have huge value. Leafs are chasing one or two. Oilers probably are too. They just – they're too weak behind at home. There's Wendy, so many defensively. Par- there's so many parallels yeah. between uh, – those two no pressure all right uh you want to did you want to touch a little well, bit on pierre luc dubois before well, we go to connor I just, bedard I just back? Saw, I, was, I was looking through the news and notes and he got asked about the double two trade requests right luc dubois yeah. yeah and now he's in the kings he signed that long-term contract and he said everybody's entitled to their opinion at the end of the day it's my life i only live once and I think there's a big thing with hockey players versus NBA players and other sports where, like, the trade demands in hockey are a little bit more, you know. Frowned upon. Frowned upon. And this guy, you know, has two trade requests. Like, what do you make of him saying that? Does it, like, rub you the wrong way at all? Today's world with today's athletes under uh, the conditions of the salary cap, I'm surprised we don't see more of it. So, uh, it... There's a lot more forgiveness to it than there had been in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, before the CBA dropped down to 26 or 27 as uh, UFAs, it used to be 31. You were in jail that long. Yeah. You only got your money after you did it over and over and over again. Now these guys, they understand their leverage. They yeah. understand what choices they have. And... Connor Hellebuck was a perfect example where you would have said, listening to him the last few months, yeah. he's done. He's gone. He wants to go win somewhere else. He's telling the whole world, yeah, I ain't winning in Winnipeg. But then something happened. I, I think the right? Dubois thing. What happened? Yeah. I got, got a boat. Dollars went up. 8.5. Eight, eight yeah. yeah. I think the Dubois thing can be two things. It can be, he can be well within his rights, 100%. You're, I mean, you don't have to just stay in a town if you're yeah. unhappy there or whatever. I think you're fine. NBA's taught us that that's fairly common. You're no problem. You're allowed to do that. On the other hand, I think it is a little instructive about the type of guy he is yep. that maybe he's willing okay. to put himself first, which fine yeah. too. But, but you know what? Tells us we we don't get to we don't get to look back and make that decision until we see how the story turns out. Does he win in L.A.? Right. Is he a major contributor? You're saying if he's a problem there too or once out again. Or is he asking for a trade in three or four years? Yeah. Like part of his character, anyone's character, is eventually you you, you got to stand up and, and be the guy that some people still think you may be, including yourself. Yeah. And that's like... Go, go there, score 80 go there help yeah. them win, and then no one will sit there and say, you made a bad call or you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. But if you go there and it turns out no different than it did in Columbus, 
and no different in Winnipeg and then no different in L.A., then you're just a, another guy who thinks way too highly of himself and sure. and uh, uh, lacks character. How's that? I think well, I think that's fair. Yep. That's, that's kind of what you're watching for. I uh, want to get in the last point on our news and notes by the end, the Connor Bedard number yeah. thing. This to me is almost up there with the goal song, but Sammy hey, felt really... Hey, the goal really... song got changed again. No more Pursuit yeah, of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness is out. Gone. It turns out what he, the happiness okay, were, he was pursuing was a substance. Yeah. So it's gone. And there was some, like, F-bombs in that song too, right? Yeah. But well, like, not not late. So, yeah. Well, I'm just saying that, you know. And the Detroit Red Wings are using Eminem for their goal song. Have you ever heard listen to one Eminem song? Does he do curses? He does like the curses. Oh, no. Anyways, we don't need to, we don't need to get bogged down. We need a date. song we can play, like, during that generation game for the Leafs, right? When they, not, and they invite every seven-year-old in the city. It'll be Bieber for sure. 1,000% Bieber. There is yeah. no question in my mind it'll be Bieber, and all of the hockey world will make fun okay, of Okay, what is your problem with Connor Bedard's <laughs> number? Okay. We've made this a much bigger deal than Sam ever did. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just it's too close to 99. I love that we can't even get close to the number. Okay, I'm going to put you to the test. How close is it? <laughs> it's one off, I believe. 99 <laughs> minus one, yeah. carry. Not, okay, that's yeah, good. Yager, we're 98? No, he got 16, something right 16, in the show today. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It was you. a good 98. There's lots of them. Okay. There's no good um, 98. 98 so, is way so, too close. Uh, 96 is no good. 95. No, like, I honestly, what do you have to go down? We got a few draw, 91s in the I league. I draw the line at 97. 97 is okay, but because it doesn't look like a nine. Like, if you looked quickly at Connor Bedard, it looks like 99. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Poole Yarvey wore 98 in Edmonton until he got told to take it off. He wore 13. Do you think he's... Highfalutin fancy guy. It's just too close. It's just too close. Oh my god! I like he wore it in junior. Like I understand, but like wearing ninety eight tells me a lot. And I know he's a stud, and I know I like him a lot. But so the only it, thing I don't like is about it true him. that yeah. some people uh, push for twenty three in Chicago? Well, we were meant talking about the Aaron idea. Smith before the show. Twenty three yeah. in Chicago would have been good, but I don't think it's it hanging in the rafters in Miami. Yeah, that's yeah. just crazy. Twenty three. What? What? Twenty three? Yeah. Yes. But it's not a basketball. But he would want to wear like. A comparison in Chicago to Michael Jordan. Sam thinks he's doing it already. He's I think doing he's it for, doing it with. Is he saying I'm one step yeah. below Gretzky? Well, who is the other guy that wore 99? I, I, I think you do. You yeah. think, I, I, I think, think we got to temper all that. I, as much as I think you wore 23 at the <laughs> ECHL All Star, <laughs> that was not my choice. That number. <laughs> but no, I. As much as I think that, like, logically, like, who cares? When we were younger, it was like, if you were a high number, you thought, you know, you were being a showboat. Those days are over. We just... I, I still got a bit of that in me. It's, yeah. it's a bit of a look at me. To me. And I understand he's the, one of the best young players in the league. He's going to be a stud. He's probably going to score 500 goals. I love him. But it's just... I think you're going to catch heat for this take. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat that. I'll eat the heat. Yeah, I didn't even think for one second that it was but now are too you, close to But now to are you Gretzky. thinking I'm stupid? Or are you thinking I'm more right? What are no, you? No, I think stupid? you're stupid. Okay, you're right. stupid. I'll, yeah. I'll eat it. I'll eat it. I just—it's just, it's just <laughs> a little too close. I it's think okay. you're representing an opinion that is out there. You think so? That big numbers. Okay. Do, you think, are... do you think there's more people out there like Sammy? Yeah, that are just like ah, oh, these kids—they're big numbers. You know, wear 19 for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, you know, I, the high numbers was a thing for a while that you thought you were. I think it was gutsy cool. when I was a uh, lot younger that Wilf Paymont went to 99 as a it, Toronto Maple Leaf. At, That's like insane. how long ago was that? That is insane. Like, would he have known? Uh, I got traded existed? for Lanny McDonald in, uh, okay. uh, I don't know, Do 70. You guys remember? No, 80s. You know who should have worn 99 for these? Wayne Gretzky, because he wanted to. All ah, right. You think McDavid does too? No, he How didn't about, want 99. No, he should have played for the Leafs. 
Oh, gosh. Oh. Do you guys remember Josh Hosang played for the New York Islanders? What was his he, number? He wore he 66, 66 in the NHL. And See, that's goofy to me. There's also a guy named Josh Juris who played for the Flames and wore 66 at one point, too, when he came up. Yeah, you just don't want to touch that number. So should we, as a league, retire 66? And then all of a sudden, it's it gets a slippery slope. Gordy Howe going to retire yeah, his number, yeah. Bob okay, Eric Smith, our, yeah. our wonderful Raptor analyst yeah. here at Sportsnet, uh, said that Miami Heat has retired 23 for Michael yeah. Jordan, which Never I think there. is stupid. It's absurd. It's truly but it, absurd. It's, in the and NBA, it's people It's got nothing to do with it. not yeah. honoring Michael Jordan. It's like, come on, don't, don't give up numbers that no one's done anything with. I think it's one of the biggest uh, feather in anyone's cap ever that 99 is retired across the league. Yeah, like the, that's that you were so no unique, unbelievably good at hockey that yeah, there, you can, no one that in the league. For it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's of course, that's easy. what I mean. It's a tap-in putt. Yeah, it's it's no one's stupid enough to ever want it anyway. No, so it's yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, well got pretty close. Pretty close. He's, tickling, he's as close as you he's possibly. Tickling. He's as close as you could possibly get, boys. By one, according By one. to your math. Yeah, thanks for the math. Okay, just like that, we're done. Connor Bedard, 98 at it tonight with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can catch that on Sportsnet. We will be going to the game live. Tune in tomorrow. Sammy and JB will tell you all about it. I'm Nick Kiprios. Thanks for tuning in. Real Kipper and Born back again tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody.